In more threatening situations, when even sympathetic fight and flight doesn't get us out of danger, our bodies may reflexively disassociate and disappear. Using the older, uninsulated vagal circuit that controls the faint or freeze reflex, effectively shutting down our bodies and higher social brain. That's a quote from Stephen Porges during an interview with the director of Nalalanda Institute for Contemplative Science. I'm Lauren Hubelay, and I'm here with Megan Limp, and this is Exploring Polyvagal Theory a dialogue between practitioners to deepen our understanding of the nervous system and how we might make safety in every life, day life accessible for all. When our sympathetic fight or flight response has not succeeded in protecting us from perceived danger or threat, we drop into a state known as the dorsal vagal state. This is the reptilian response to save our life. While we feel safe here in dorsal vagal, and to some it might feel quite familiar, in, it's actually our natural desire to return to the ventral vagal state where we have connection and freedom to move throughout our day. Dorsal vagal is limited because it's there that we isolate ourselves emotionally and sometimes physically. When we're in this state of overwhelmed, shutdown, depression, however it might feel to us, ventral vagal can feel a long way away. In fact, we might not even be able to see it from where we are. So based on that, our experience in dorsal vagal can look and feel like many things. What it feels like to me may be different than how it feels to you. So for me, I feel like numbness, my emotions feel flat. I can honestly say that I feel safer there than I do in my sympathetic fight or flight state. Sometimes it feels like I've given a, a break or a rest from all the activation of the four. Like someone let the pressure off of a pressure cooker. But I also feel sad in dorsal vagal because I can't access my creative energy. And it's this longing for me to return to my creative self that actually assists my return to vagal. So Megan, I've been sharing a lot already about the dorsal vagal state. What's been your experience with that state? Yeah, Lauren, thank you. It's great to be with you again and exploring polyvagal together. I think for those of you that are following our podcast, you may have heard me share a situation in which I really identified with the dorsal vagal state, and it felt quite dissociated. When I sat down and really thought about what dorsal vagal feels like in my experience, I noticed that it feels a lot like a retreat, but a retreat that's characterized by a dull or flat feeling. Like I turned the volume on my life down onto mute. And I think often for me, this feeling comes with a lack of clarity. My mind often feels hazy in this state. And since I'm not clear on what to do, I find myself doing nothing and just feeling immobilized. It's not a productive place. I tend to feel out of touch with myself 
and out of touch with others and often overwhelmed or unsafe and maybe alone. It feels like being still in this place might offer me a respite. I recently heard someone relate their story and sensation and imagery of the dorsal vagal state to a cave and that really resonated for me. A dorsal cave to me feels like it might offer a layer of protection and safety from our triggers, a safe place to protect us and hide while we just observe and aren't yet ready to re-engage. Wow, that's beautiful, Megan. Megan, you, you said put our, our, the world around us on mute, something along that line in this dorsal yes. state. And you know, I immediately had a memory of mine when I was getting my cancer diagnosis. I remember sitting in a room with the physician and I could see his mouth moving, but I literally could not hear any words that were coming out. Yes. Yes. I think that that's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, it just makes me wonder how many of our patients and clients are sitting in that room with us, coming to us for help, but they can't hear what we have to say because of the state they're in. Yes. And also we talk a lot about people not giving their power away and tuning into themselves and advocating for themselves. But in a dorsal vagal state, we can't access that ability in ourselves. No, no. And that's when you, you give all your health power to someone else. You're very um, vulnerable to that in yes. that state. And of course you go into that state when you have a frightening diagnosis, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're trying to protect ourselves and save our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Megan, that was a, a pretty dramatic example I gave, but we can also go into dorsal vagal in very simple everyday situations. Yeah. I mean, when one of the conversations that you and I had and really explored was just my example of dorsal vagal in a grocery store. Right. You know, nothing dramatic, no big news, just a simple shutdown in the grocery store where I felt disassociated and swirly and unable to remember why I was there um, and what I wanted to shop for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And it only lasted a few minutes. Sure, sure. And it wasn't because there was a real danger or threat. It was no. the perception of one, right? Exactly. And this exactly. is an example of neuroception. Yeah, it's a beautiful example of neuroception, actually, because I could hypothesize about why my nervous system was picking up cues of potential danger and threat in the grocery store. But really, neuroception is precognitive. So although I could make up a story about why that happened, the truth is it happened and I'm not 100% sure why. Right. But I could still show up for myself without knowing. That's, that's so great because we can show up for ourselves and the story about why it happens is absolutely irrelevant. Yes. I mean, that's what I find so exciting about what Stephen Porges has gifted us with this polyvagal theory. We spend hours and hours in therapy in our life 
trying to understand the story when it really can just be about the experience. Yes. And I think often the story can be quite distracting. Yeah, that's absolutely. We, because then we get in the whole story just about the story, right? Yeah. 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 So Megan, in our conversations, we often um, bring in this idea of how gemotherapy can help in these circumstances. And I really love the way that you describe the extracts in the form of a friend. And do you want to just talk about, because we're going to talk about extracts that might be helpful for someone if they find themselves dropping into this dorsal vagal state. Yes. So if we go back again to um, me being in dorsal vagal in the supermarket, one of the things that Lauren and I discovered through our exploration of polyvagal and the dorsal state is that we can look at the gemotherapy extract and whether we would want a harmonizing or a tonic extract, sort of similar to what kind of friend or what kind of support system would we want to show up for us in that moment? What type of friend or soothing energy do we long for in that moment? Is it a friend that will show up and just be with us and just hold space for us while we're in dorsal vagal, hold space for whatever we're feeling? Or maybe we need a friend that will take us by the hand and lead us out of dorsal vagal and show us the way. And if it's the first one, then maybe we need to consider extracts that harmonize the central nervous system. If we want a friend or an extract to have the being with energy and just show up with us and hold space, harmonizers will give us a glimpse in ventral so that we can find our way. So let's first start off by looking at the extract olive. When we shut down in response to a threat, we often armor ourselves and we may become rigid or contracted. The gemotherapy extract of olive allows us almost similar to as if we were a turtle inside of our shell, allows us to feel safe enough to come out of our shell and re-engage and mobilize. Another extract that can be really useful in dorsal vagal when we want just some being with energy is hawthorn. We know that the nervous system sends a message of threat to the body through a change in our pulse. And when we, it, we often then close the gates to our heart center and we no longer feel safe to be in relationship either with ourselves or with others. The extract of Hawthorne softens this and eases that heart energy so our pulse quality can shift and it can send a message of safety and stability and from there, this will allow us to reopen those gates to our heart center and feel safe to connect both with ourselves and with others. A third extract that we might want to look at is fig. The extract of fig allows us to digest what we're feeling in that moment instead of shutting down in response to it we might be able to settle back into an embodied state, get back in touch with our body 
and then mobilize back into life from a more grounded and embodied place. Lauren, can you tell us about a few more? Yes, thanks, Megan. So there are two other harmonizers that we found to be very useful in the state. Um, silver lime is actually an extract that have, has been used for its qualities for the nervous system for 50 years now in Europe. But in, in this particular use, in a microdose, this is, we found that it supports this head-to-toe alignment bringing harmony to both the autonomic and the central nervous system. And, and that head-to-toe alignment can, can literally be felt when taking a dose. When the short-circuiting is felt throughout the entire body, silver lime is the extract that feels like gentle reorganization and it can smooth any frayed wiring. Another extract to consider would be black honeysuckle. And this would be one to think about when the drop into dorsal happens because you're not prepared to swallow what's happening or about to happen. When help is needed to ease what feels stuck, there's often a sense of resentment, remorse, or shame due to experiencing abandonment, betrayal, or heartbreak. Black honeysuckle brings that fluidity and a sense of relief to those stuck emotions. I think black honeysuckle is um, a very good extract for parents, um, particularly parents of teens or young adults, because often we're just not ready to swallow what um, their choices may be or um, their path. And that's, our job as parents is to let our children um, go along their own path. So I find I'm often suggesting it to um, parents of teens or young adults. So Megan, those are beautiful examples of harmonizers. And I know we're discovering more every day, but that certainly gives folks some to sort through and choose them. And what I would suggest to our listeners is, um, tapping into what which ones resonate with you and you're going to find which um, you align with and um, and it may not always be the same one for the same dorsal state but having a collection handy that you can um, match with what your experience is in the moment because again this is all about the lived experience in that moment what's going on yeah. So what about when you're ready for that hand to lead you out and you're ready, you can see ventral vagal and you know that's where you want to, want to be. Megan, what might you suggest? Yeah, so this is a whole different set of extracts. Like you said, this is when we're ready to be guided out and we're looking for somebody to reach out and extend a hand and to show us the way. And the first extract uh, on this list is silver birch seed. Silver birch seed is really applicable when the ventral vagal state is not quite in focus from where we stand. We need a little bit of clarity and a little bit of motivation to leave that shutdown state behind. 
And that's just what silver birch seed does. It brings clarity. It brings a little bit of extra vitality and a little bit of extra motivation to just get us up out of that flat sort of low state and mobilized. The next one we can look at is sea buckthorn. Sea buckthorn is beautiful. It brings light in. And when it's more light that we need to find our way out of shutdown, this is a great extract to consider. In higher doses, sea buckthorn is known for offering us a shield-like defense against pathogens. But in micro doses, we see a similar ac action in a shielding way, except it, instead of uh, physical pathogens, we're talking about emotional pathogens as if we offer ourselves a force field of protection through which we can bring in light and safety and then mobilize. Hmm. Lauren, what else can we look at? Well, Megan, I have a real affinity for almond because it's a heart opening extract with a bit of a push. That's <laughs> <laughs> getting you back into the flow of life so you can experience the joy there where you might have limited and restricted yourself, almond provides the courage to drop those barriers of protection. Then Megan, there's one other that I'd like to include in this group and that's oak. And oak is uh, such a, a lovely um, image just to have in our mind of that powerful oak tree it, because it stands tall and mighty and it offers us that same ability that offers us vitality and momentum. We need to rise up and meet the moment and re-engage in life. What beautiful support. I mean, what a beautiful image to finish with. Yes. The gemotherapy extracts, they're gentle and they offer really beautiful nurturing support to the nervous system. Yeah, that's been my experience of using these extracts. Yeah. yeah. So Megan, no doubt our conversation has sparked some interest among our listeners in our work. And so I want to share with those listening that you can learn all about gemotherapy, my books, classes, and more at laurenhubelay.com. And I know Megan, you have a place for them to visit as well. Yeah, so if you're interested in learning more about Asian medicine, you might want to check out the book, The Web That Has No Weaver. And if you're interested in learning more about gemotherapy through the Asian lens, you might want to visit my website at aculent.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about polyvagal theory, we can both highly recommend Deb Dana's site, The Rhythm of Regulation. Megan. Yes love having these conversations with you and I can't wait to our next one. Absolutely.